everybody. Welcome to episode number 88 of the Debt Free Dad podcast. So same as cash offers and financing along with buy now, pay later programs, which seem to be everywhere when you shop online, are gaining some huge popularity. But are these programs what you should be using to make your purchases? After all, Brad, I mean, they're not charging me any fees. It's free money. But is it? And today we're going to be talking all about these types of programs on the show. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast, where we're helping normal, everyday people learn how to save money and kick debt so they can live a happier and stress-free life. Now, here's your host, Debt-Free Dad, Brad Nelson. Hey, 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 how's everyone doing today? You can find me on Facebook, Pinterest, YouTube, and Instagram. Just search for Brad Nelson, Debt-Free Dad, and uh, welcome to today's show, guys. So today we're going to be talking all about this ever popular topic of, you know, free money, 0% interest and, um, you know, why pay now when I can pay later and get everything that I want uh, today. And uh, what kind of prompted this whole conversation is, Brian, you had gone through a purchasing uh, or a purchase recently and you said, hey, we got to talk about this on the show. So uh, share with us a little bit about what you guys experienced um in this latest purchase. So I want to be clear, you know, before I start, we lived a life of payments hundred percent before I got out of debt. We had payments on everything. If I went into a store and we liked it and it was 50 bucks a month, it's 50 bucks a month. That's easy. So by no means is this like, for me, it was more, we haven't bought anything in a while like that for any money. And so when I went in and talking to the salesperson, it was just taken aback because like, I, it was just more of like a light bulb moment of like, it's no wonder that I believed that payments were the thing because that's all, that's what we were sold through this whole process. Um, so yeah, we've been looking for a mattress. Our mattress is ancient history, um, has been for a while. It's been a, a bucket list item for us that we would like to have a new mattress at some point. <laughs> so we went to the store, looked around and, uh, talking with the salesperson, um, we were sitting on a couple different beds and then, you know, we sat on one that we liked. And so I just said, so what, um, what is the cost on this? And so we're looking for kind of like an adjustable mattress. So there were some different options and all this, but, um, he would not quote me. He wouldn't give me the price of the mattress. I said, what is the price out the door? Like if I pay cash, what's the price? And he would not tell me the price. Um, he had this little thing on the mattress where he was getting, where the prices were there, but he's like, no, it's, it's going to be a hundred and I forget $150 a month or something of that nature. And if we wanted the, the, the better adjustable base, it was like, it's two Oh five a month. And I'm just like, well, how much is the mattress? Well, I mean, you just use our financing. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you, you keep your money, you just use our money. And I'm like, <laughs> well, I still have to pay for it. Right. I mean, I, I'm not, it's still my money. Like I was just, so he's just a hundred percent selling us on the payment. Um, finally, I was able to get the price out of him. Um, but it was just, it was just hundred percent. Like they, and, and I think the reality is, is most places they're not selling the, they're not selling furniture for the price. They're selling you the financing. And I think that's what we walked away from. We didn't buy it from there. Um, but it was just the, fi they're selling the financing. That's what they're selling you. And it was just a light bulb moment moment for me because I can't imagine the amount of people that walk into a store 
sit on a very expensive mattress and make a decision on a whim because it's only 150 bucks a month. And by all means, after he told me this, like, oh, it's 150 bucks a month. Oh, great. So then I've got my phone out and I'm calculating and I'm like, so that's for seven years. Yeah. It's, uh, oh, 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 yeah. It's seven years. <laughs> like, seven years I'll be paying for this mattress, 150 some dollars a month. I'm just like, it, so it's just, it's just a reminder. It was a good example for me of like, that is not just the furniture store. That's everywhere we go. That's the checkout line at Lowe's when they're like, did you sign up for a credit card? Do you, you know, do you go to Best Buy? Hey, six months, no financing. If you get our credit card, it's everywhere we go. Um, but it was just more of in my face this past weekend when we were looking. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, the, the mattress one always fascinates me. We've had a show that we've talked about statistics. And one of those was, I think I'm almost positive. One of the statistics that we shared in that show was losing sleep. <laughs> so <laughs> now you're losing sleep over your finances on a mattress that you have payments on. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. That's not probably the best choice. But yeah, I think you're, you're absolutely right. It, it's, it's everything. Everything is payments now. Everything. That's why when, when people hear the ideas that we talk about on this show or, or when I have just general conversations with people and, and you just mentioned that you're debt free and they're like, well, what do you mean you're debt free? I, I, I don't have any payments. But they just look at you like you're, you're like a alien or something like who are you like you're weird right um i love the expression because people are just like dumbfounded by that like you don't have any payments because you know there, there's this whole idea well if you can afford the payments you can afford the purchase and i'm just here to tell all you guys listening to this show that that is not true right that is what you are being sold but seriously everything everything that you possibly want you get payments for we just had somebody join our program who took out payments on a $5,000 dog. Took out payments on a $5,000 dog. Like, you can take out payments on just about everything. So, yeah, I mean, that's how easy it is to get yourself stuck in a, in a paycheck-to-paycheck life. And, and this is how 78% of people are living that. But the other one I want to talk about, too, is this buy now, pay later. You know, these, these programs that are out there where if you go online, especially doing online shopping, and this became pretty big during the pandemic, and we actually have an article we're going to share here real quick. But, you know, you see these companies where you can, you know, fill your cart full of stuff that you want, and then they have these companies that will, you know, split that transaction up into like, you know, four easy payments, right? Um, so again, you can get yourself just loaded up with all of these small payments, and it's just death by a thousand cuts every single time. So are buy now, pay laters worth it? Because, you know, technically you're not paying any interest. Uh, there's no fees associated to some of that stuff, but not so fast. Check this out. This comes from a uh, Reuters article written by Anna Irera, and it says Americans take to buy now, pay later shopping during pandemic, but can they afford it? So-called buy now, pay later services offered by providers such as Affirm Holdings, Inc., Klarna, Afterpay and PayPal Holdings Inc. Pay in Four have blossomed across retail websites during the coronavirus pandemic as people have turned to more online shopping. Nearly 40% of U.S. consumers, 40% of U.S. consumers who use Buy Now Pay Later have missed more than one payment. That's almost half. And 72% of those, 72% of those saw that their credit scores declined, according to a study by Credit Karma, which offers credit uh, customers credit score checking for free. The study conducted by Reuters surveyed 1,038 adult consumers in the United States to gauge interest in buy now, pay later, and found 42% of respondents have used the service before. 
The percentage of consumers missing payments is remarkable and not as low as one would expect, said, I'm going to kill this guy's name. Is that Ganesh Bardawi? <laughs> I think I did pretty good. <laughs> General manager for credit cards at Credit Karma. He says this. He says, when you make something so convenient, people may not be really thinking, do I have the budget? Can I afford this payment? You get more of that impulse shopping behavior that leads to realizing they may not be able to make the payment. And I think this is by far, when we, we talk a lot about behavior and habits on this show, and I think you got to understand that these companies aren't doing you any favors by offering these programs to you. They're doing it to get you to spend money because they know you don't have it and they're trying to make it easier for you to spend money you don't have. <laughs> That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get you to open that wallet. And, and a lot of them are just usually that impulse, like, again, online shopping. You have those one-click purchases, right? And it's just so easy to say, yes, I need this and I'm going to buy it. Well, and I think as you look at those statistics and you go back to my mattress uh, story, and this is where I feel like they're selling you the financing. If you think about 40% of people are going to miss a payment, I guarantee. So I read, I read the terms of this free financing. Guess what the percentage rate is? Cause guess what? It's, it's free financing for seven years, provided you never miss a payment. Yep. But the second you miss a payment, the interest on that purchase was 29.99%. And so that's the reason they're pushing the payments because they're banking on 40% of you not making the payment. And they're most likely going to make more money off of the people missing payments and paying all the interest than they are on the furniture to begin with. Like you look at a lot of these big providers, they make more money. It's the same thing with cars. They get you to do certain things with cars and buying cars certain ways because they make more money on the financing than they do on selling you the, the actual vehicle that they sell. Yep. Like they don't make much. If you go in and pay cash, they don't make very much money. They make all their money on the financing. And yeah. so it's just very, it's just, again, very eye opening for me that I, and again, I don't want to throw this guy under the bus. He's doing exactly what he's supposed to do. I mean, it's, He's not, he's not responsible for me to make sure I make the right decision. Yeah. Right. But I understand why they're pushing him. Yeah. Well, going back to this, um, you know, this buy now, pay later, these types of programs, the, the thing that's a little scary about this is that like people who are applying for some of these are, are people who may not be able to get a credit card. You know, they're, mm -hmm. they're going into these and, and it's not like your typical credit card, op, you know, offer. It, it's a little bit different. One, the other thing is, is that they don't help like for people who want to grow their credit. It doesn't help build your credit because they don't report on time payments. A lot of them don't, but they do report. Guess what? They do report late payments. And that's again, why they say that over 72% saw that their credit score actually declined if they participated in these, uh, these uh, buy now pay, uh, pay later programs. Because again, they're not going to, they're not going to do you any favors when it comes to your credit score and building your credit. There, but they are going to help your credit go down when you miss those payments. And again, if 40% of people are missing those payments, that's why they're seeing that credit score go down. And then the late payment fees come. So you might be going in this and saying, well, there's no fees. There's, there, it's free money. Well, if, if you don't have the money to pay, now there are fees because they're going to charge you late fee payments and all of that on top of those purchases as well. So I again, will say I was part of the 40%. Um, <laughs> and, and funny, funny thing. It was on a bed. Oh, really? It was like, I bet you it was the very first thing that we bought on financing. And we were, we were like, yeah, we went in there and, and they offered us 12 months, no interest. 
I said, yeah, we're going to pay this off in 12 months. We had every good intention to pay that off in 12 months. We didn't read the fine print. We didn't do any of that. We were just like, let's just do it. So we bought this bed. Did we pay it off in 12 months? <laughs> no. No. Yeah. Obviously not. We did not. We made our payments. But by the time the 12 months came, guess what else came? All the damn interest. Yeah, right. Yep. It is all crude, yeah. right. And oh, let's talk so a little damn. bit about, let's talk about free financing a little bit because the buy now pay later is a little bit different, but let's talk a little bit about free financing. So like 90 days, same as cash, six months, same as cash, 12 months, free financing. Check this out. An article titled, is 90 days, same as cash, really the same as cash, written on uh, humorous homemaking. And it says, as many as 80% of people don't pay it off in 90 days. They did admit, I couldn't find an exact number on this, but the numbers I did find were 60 to 85% of people didn't pay it off within that grace period. The stats were all extremely high on those who buy something on a 90 days, same as cash or similar, and don't pay it off within those 90 days. When I did collections, this writer says, the number often quoted was 68% of those who did a 12-month same as cash promotion didn't pay it off. And that promotional period, <laughs> something, something else always came up. Absolutely. So, you know, you, you, again, we talk, we talk about it, you know, a lot, like we all, I think have good intentions of it's, you know, it's, it's easy just to say everything's going to work out. We'll easily be able to take on this payment. Nothing's going to happen. That's going to mess things up. Right. But I've played that game too. And it's like that first payment comes and it's like, oh yeah, we don't really have to pay this just yet we got some other things coming up. We're going to put it off one more month. And then the two months, and then the three months, all of a sudden you're at those last few months. You're like, oh crap, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's how it happens. Like you just keep putting it off because you don't have the discipline and the financial habits to actually make it work. They are taking advantage of broke people habits. That's what they're doing in a lot of these cases and getting people to buy stuff that they can't afford. Well, and I think to you, when you say, you know, a lot of these times, you know, and, and I was just as guilty of this stuff. I mean, we did it all the time, but it's like, oh, it's 50, $58 a month. We got 58 bucks. I mean, that's, I mean, we always have $58. I mean, we go out to eat a couple of times. I mean, we for sure have $58, but then you start forgetting as you do that more and more, you forgot all the $58 things you keep agreeing to. And suddenly it's like you got 17 bills coming in the mail that are all $58. You know, you forget about the gym membership you just signed up for and the, all these, it's just the death by a thousand cuts of all these little nickel and dime payments. And again, going back to the mattress story, they're selling you the 150 bucks because it's not that much or the 50 bucks or the 60 bucks. It's because in your mind, in your brain, it's not the actual amount. If you add up what he was quoting us, it's close to $10,000 for a mattress. But $150 a month doesn't sound like 10 grand. Oh, 150. That's we can do that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And and they and they again, they do these things, they run these programs because they know the majority of people out there who are shopping for their pro these products can't afford to pay cash. And right. it just keeps you in that cycle and it keeps you in like you said, Ryan, it keeps you in that just that paycheck to paycheck making those payments. And, and that's why I believe a lot of these, these are just gimmicks for just for, for broke people. And, and that's, you know, and for some of you who are out there who are listening to this show, you might be take offense to that. Like, Oh my, I use these. Am I a broke person? Well, you might be right. And there's nothing wrong with that because we were too. That's how we stayed broke is by participating with these same types of products. And the only way that we broke through a lot of that and got out of that is to stop using 
these types of programs to make your purchases, right? And I, when I do speaking with um, groups, I, I tell people, you know, a lot of people ask questions about these gimmicky products that are out there. And a lot of these gimmicky products are just made for people who really are broke and, and just can't afford to pay cash for things. So uh, keep that in mind. And the other thing is, too, a lot of people use the excuse, and I'm sure, did you guys ever use this excuse? But you only, you only live once. I mean, you only live once, guys, right? You guys, have you ever, come on, I know you've used that excuse. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me out. Yes, I've used it. <laughs> you, only, you only live once, right? And you see you see the the meme out there, especially targeted towards the, the female audience. You know, you only live once. Buy the shoes, take the trip. Order from the expensive menu, get the new ride, buy all the things, right? But the thing you got to ask yourself is when is it going to be enough? And I think that's the key to to a lot of the stuff that we're talking about when it comes to making purchases and buying things is when is it going to be enough? Like what what does enough look like to you? And I love that question. What does enough look like to you? Because it's easy just to keep buying and buying and buying and buying. And when it comes to material possessions and purchases – they're short-lived excitement. It's short-lived um, ad- adrenaline rush. Like, you know, you buy a new car, it might be exciting for a little while, maybe the first few months. And then before you know it, it just becomes a thing that you own. You might still like it, but by all means, the excitement of buying it is kind of gone. So when, when you're thinking about using these products to make your purchases, a, a big thing that can stop you from doing is, do I really need these things? When is it going to be enough for you? And what I always like to do, too, is when people use this excuse, you only live once. Well, let's talk about those people who have actually lived their entire life, and now they are at the end of their life looking back and saying, wow, these are the regrets that I have. And and one of the number one ones or uh, examples I like to share is uh, a title, is a blog post titled The Five Regrets of the Dying, and it's uh, written by Bonnie Ware. I actually share this in my Roots program uh, at the very end of the program because I think it just kind of brings everything together. But these are the five regrets of the people who are dying. These are people who are on their deathbed, like they they knew they were going to pass away. And this and uh, this writer was a palliative nurse and worked with people to pass on in life. And these are the five regrets that they had. Number one is I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself and not a life others expected of me. Number two is I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Number three is I wish I had the courage to express my feelings. Number four is I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. And number five is I wish I had let myself just be happier. And the next one I want to share with you is from The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. We've we've quoted this book quite a few times. It's an awesome book. I encourage you guys to check it out. In his book, 30 Lessons for Living, and he's also quoting uh, a gerontologist, I believe it's pronounced, uh, Carl Pilmer, interviewed a thousand elderly Americans looking for the most important lessons they learned from decades of life experience. And he wrote, no one, not a single person out of a thousand said that to be happy, you should try to work as hard as you can to make money to buy the things that you want. He moves on to say, no one, not a single person out of a thousand said it's important to be at least as wealthy as the people around you. And if you have more than they do, that is considered real success. No one, not a single person out of a thousand said you should choose your work based on your desired future earning potential. So basically just choosing your work based on the salary that you could make. But he said they found this. He said what they did value were things like quality friendships, being a part of something bigger than themselves, and spending quality on structured time with their children. He says this, your kids don't want your money or what your money can buy anywhere near as much as they want you. Specifically, they want you to be with them. And he says, to finish this off, take it from those who have lived through everything, controlling your time 
is the highest dividend money pays. And that's really what it comes down to, I think, for us and for this show is really what financial freedom is all about is is having more of that time because time is a precious resource that you don't get back. So when you come down to this and, and you use these excuses of you only live once and you're always going to have payments, but when you look at the life lessons of those people who are at the end of their life and they're looking back, they're not saying those things. They're not saying that I wish I would have went out and made more purchases and had more things, right? They're not saying any of that stuff. So if you're looking for a true example, these are the people that we need to be looking to as that example. And hopefully this helps you guys bring some perspective on, on the things that you are bringing to your life and whether or not, you know, 90 days, same as cash, 12 months free financing, using those excuses that it's free money and that keeping you stuck in payments, hopefully it gives you a little bit of a different perspective the next time that you're looking at some of those opportunities uh, coming up in your future. Hey, if you love planners, this is for you. But do you know why planners frustrate me, though? Because they only get it half right. Now, sure, they're really fancy at helping you manage your time, which is really important, but where they get it wrong is money. Most planners don't include any financial planning, things like keeping track of paydays, bills and due dates, spending, yearly expenses, budgets, cash flow planning, debt elimination plans, goal planning. And that's a real pain. Then you've got to go and create your own. And who's got time for all of that? So instead, what happens? Nothing. We ignore our finances even more and things only get worse. Well, that all ends right now today. I am so excited to announce the release of our brand new, totally awesome debt freedom planner. Now, before you say, Brad, I've already got a planner. Well, this is not your ordinary day planner. This debt freedom planner is a companion tool that works with your day planner to help you save more money pay off more debt, and melt away financial stress. This is literally the tool that we've all been waiting for that works with your planner to help you take control of your money. So head on over to therealdebtfreedad.com. Click on the Debt Freedom Planner in the menu to get all the details to order your very own Debt Freedom Planner today. Hey, hey, what's this I see? I thought this was a party. Let's do That means it's time for the celebrations of the show. And today we're kicking it off with Stephanie Barrett. Just sold my rowing machine for $100. It was collecting dust. I love that. Uh, I had a similar celebration last week. I sold uh, $250 worth of stuff on uh, Facebook Marketplace. That was pretty exciting. So yeah, I mean, if if you're looking to make a little extra money, man, just look around your house, your closets, your attic, your basement, your garage. Uh, Man, there could be quite a bit of money just sitting out there. Good job. Lauren Baird, I moved my emergency fund to a money market savings account that will be 0.045 instead of 0.025 and now have my regular savings set up to have $250 deposited into every two weeks for a new car in a couple of years. That is Way to awesome. Plan. Yeah, right? Sinking funds. Imagine that paying cash for a car. It's really possible. Great job, Lauren. That's awesome. And Rositas paying off three more cards shortly. Awesome. Huge win for them. And I know that they had a Really a tough winter and spring going through some family stuff, and uh, they have really come back. So great job, Ann. Heather Whitworth, I paid on my Target credit card in full. Huge win. Great job, Heather. Kimberly Priest, my fiance asked if we had extra money this week. For the first time in two and a half years, I was able to say yes. That is a huge win. That is an amazing win. Huge congratulations to you. 
And then Vicky Vega, it's my first week. I sat with my debts, my past spending habits, a.k.a. my bank and credit card statements, and I told them I'm taking control back, having that conversation. I love it. And I'm working on my budget to get it down to zero. Now to change my behavior and stick to the new budget. Awesome wins, Vicky. Those are some huge steps, especially as you're getting started. Huge congratulations to you, and also huge congratulations to all of you who are working your way towards financial freedom. And as always, guys, thanks for hanging out with us here today. We love your feedback, and it also helps us grow our podcast. So please leave us an honest review. We read every single one of those. And as you guys know, the Debt Free Dad podcast is here to help you live a happier and stress-free financial life. So if you know someone who could benefit from the show, please give us a share. We appreciate you. And we will see you guys on an upcoming episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Debt-Free Dad Podcast. For more free resources to kick debt and financial stress, head over to therealdebtfreedad.com.